The 10-Minute Math Podcast will help parents answer the two big questions. Why is math taught differently today? And how can I support my own child at home? We are your hosts, Jan and Colleen. We are two teachers crazy crazy for math. math. We are sisters from a family of 10. Both of us have families that include four math-loving children and two grandchildren. Together, we have more than 50 years in education. We are on a mission to help parents use normal everyday routines, such as bedtime, playtime, or mealtime, as opportunities to build their children's number sense so that their children can find the joy, wonder, and beauty of mathematics. So tell me, Jan, why is this mission so important? We are educators and we know a child's confidence in math can be life-changing as these children develop interests that lead to college and even career opportunities. We know you're busy, so we'll keep this weekly podcast short. Nobody has time for an hour-long podcast. Give us just 10 minutes a week and we promise to make it worth it. Now it's time for you to take action. Click on subscribe to get notified every time a new podcast episode is released. And thank you so much for making math fun. Welcome to our 16th episode of the 10-Minute Math Podcast. In this episode, we are explaining why it might take a whole page of work to answer one math question. Now let's get started. This question about taking a whole page of work for one math question was actually brought up by a comedian poking fun at the new math standards. Parents that learned math before math standards were developed don't understand why kids don't just memorize answers like the parents did when they were at school. It actually has something to do with how we teach math and the instructional strategies teachers use before they require students to automatically know the answer. The goal is still for students to calculate quickly, but the difference is how teachers are teaching math. (laughs) You mean teachers just don't tell students that 7 times 6 equals 42 and then ask them to memorize it? That's right. First, teachers ask students to compute the answer to 7 times 6 or 7 groups of 6 with a partner or a group. That means that students must make sense of the problem, learn how to communicate their understanding, and use manipulatives or draw pictures with symbols and numbers to figure out the answer. Students need to tap into their creative thinking skills and share their thinking with others. Creative thinking skills are also skills students could use throughout their entire life and not just in math class. Hmm, That sure is right. And then when student groups share with the entire class, students can make connections between how they figured out the problem and here's several other methods for calculating the answer. This leads to a discussion about what patterns are found and which methods are most efficient and then the others. This helps students make connections in their brain as opposed to just memorizing something in isolation. I know what I learned algebra in school. I never saw a connection to the real world. 
I learned how to manipulate the symbols, but I never saw how it might be applied. Our brains need to make connections so that we can apply what we learn to the real world. Yeah, and I also know if we only memorize something and never use it, we will not retain that information. Another example is when I learned about sine and cosine in high school math. Do you remember that? Yeah, I sure do. I know I looked up numbers on some kind of chart because we didn't have calculators yet. We sure but, are old. <laughs> I know it. But we never <laughs> use that information again. I mentioned this to an electrician friend, and he said he uses sine and cosine every day in his work. It might have made more sense if I understood the application of sine and cosine. Yeah, that's right. These changes came about because we have both math content standards and math practice standards. Math content standards address what is math is being taught, while math practice standards address how the math is taught. For example, the first math practice standard is to make sense of problems and to persevere in solving them. If teachers just told students that seven times six equals 42 and to memorize it, then students would not be able to make sense of seven groups of six and persevere in solving it. Students would also not get an opportunity to learn math practice three, which is to construct viable arguments and critique and appreciate the reasoning of others. Students address this math practice when they talk about their thinking. Yeah, and don't forget about math practice four, which is to model with mathematics. I could see students drawing seven groups of six and then counting by sixes to figure out the total. Another student might know that seven groups is just five groups and two groups. And since 10 is an easy number to work with, 10 groups of six is 60 and half of 10 is five. So five groups of six is half of 60, which is 30. That student may also know doubles and that two groups of six is 12. Therefore, five groups of six is 30 and two groups of six is 12. So 30 plus 12 is 42. And if a student practiced this strategy, they could come up with 30 plus 12 equals 42 very quickly and as fast as memorizing. The power of using strategies is that these same strategies can be applied to other types of numbers such as decimals or fractions. For example, five times four and six tenths or 4.6 is just five groups of four or 20 and 10 groups of six tenths is six. So five groups is half of six or three. Then 20 plus three is 23. And it might be easier than trying to memorize all the rules when working with decimals and fractions. Or a student might use the 10 frame and draw six circles in the first seven squares to create a visual model of the problem. A student might even use a whole piece of paper to show their work using more than one strategy, but a student that could model seven times six would definitely understand the meaning of multiplication. Right, and we want them to understand what multiplication is. You know, adults don't even memorize phone numbers anymore because cell phones store all that information for us. Why do we only want our students to learn how to memorize when they can just use Google to find any information they want? Raising creative problem solvers will empower students to use information and technology to make this world a better place. We hope that you will seriously consider purchasing our math mini course to help your own child to become a creative problem solver. Just head over to our website at 10minutemath.com.
That's TENMinuteMath.com and find the order now button at the top of the webpage to make a purchase or to get more details. Bye for now and thanks for making math fun.